say something. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Hello, podcast listeners. Julienne here. A word of warning about this episode. We were drunk and we swore a lot. And I found out that I'm even more devilish after I've had a few. So here's the first and probably only drunk edition of the Archetypal Tarot Podcast, where we needlessly besmirch our reputation. Why? Well, the devil made us do it. So let us know what you think on Twitter or Facebook, and we hope you enjoy and laugh along with our drunken asses. So Dara, I think you're breathing kind of heavy. <sighs> Alright, there's a new Star Wars movie about to come out. I'm oh, getting Darth ready. Darth Vader. Ooh, Darth Vader, devil. There we go. <laughs> so, <clears throat> welcome to the archetype. <laughs> the archetype of zero podcast. So, some time ago, um, just as a joke, I think I'd suggested that we do the tipsy tarot, wherein both Sindara and I have a glass of wine or four and uh, talk shit about tarot. So. I do remember in that conversation. You have already changed the rating on this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is going to be our our most cussworthy podcast. I can tell already. We can talk about the Pope card, but let me go back to the whole idea when you know its inception. Your dear husband Jazz was like, "That's a bad idea." And, and then I explained to him how it could be very, very funny. There were all these drunk podcasts and cooking shows where people were completely soused. And it was really, really funny. And wouldn't it be cute if Sindare and I did that ourselves and talk shit about tarot? And he, of course, was, like, mildly supportive and then said, could you let me listen to that before you guys did that? And I was like, sure, Jazz, that's fine. We'll, we'll do it one day. And that day has come. That day has come. Cheers, Cheers. to... October to October. Dionysus to a discussion of the devil card. We um, figured the devil card was really appropriate for us to be like a little bit drunkness. Talk about the devil. Absolutely. And if you happen to be catching this, uh, unless you happen to be catching this late, uh, it could be all things Halloween as all well. Things Halloween, and exactly. Things that are allowed to be expressed outside of the normal boxes of our usual day-to-day lives. The unconscious becoming conscious. That's what I think. The devil card is also, I mean, there's there's something very alluring. To me, the devil card is about hedonism. It's about, well, addiction as well. I mean, there's that temptation of just like, I only want to feel, you know, sort of these like good feelings all the time. And even though there's highs and lows, you always go back to that. You're always chasing the next high. That's kind of the definition of, of addiction. But the with the devil, I mean, there's to look at it from a certain point of view. It's fun. It's like <laughs> Dionysus. It's like enjoy the good food, the good wine. Just like it's a like about physical pleasure, about just enjoyment. And why the fuck not? You know, every once in a while, get your wine on, get those, you know, go to those extremes. Because I think that's an equally valid part of life. Absolutely. And I was just actually remembering today, I had a visit with my sister today. 
and um, well, before she became my sister, it's a long story, but before she became my sister, we uh, were both interns at an inpatient center for addicts. And it was part of our team meetings with these head psychologists. You're getting all real on us now, aren't you? Go well, ahead. I, th this Good. is all going to tie in, I promise. I, this is all going to tie in. So we're discussing this, and, uh, you know, it was a daily practice or weekly practice in our team meetings to discuss addiction. And, you know, there was a very hard on, you know, drugs and alcohol are bad element in the meetings, which, of course, if you're struggling with addiction, having a no-go process, of course, is understandable. But my sister at that point, before she was my sister, she had this big, overflowing, beautiful speech about the need in our society and as a human being to let loose at times and to have an outlet where one loses one's head and where one is able to express uh, what we would call a, a God Dionysian experience with other people. And, you know, some people do this through alcohol, through a drug element or through uh, dance or through uh, getting lost and steeped into an artistic process. But to be able to let go of the ego, to, to let go of that controlling frame of mind for a little while is absolutely essential and, and a beautiful essence and aspect to life um, that can be unpredictable, maybe sometimes dangerous, but necessary nonetheless. Huzzah! Toast to that. And that I think I mean we look at the we look at the devil card, um, and you think of Dionysus that that I mean, definitely worth exploring going through that hedonistic sensuality going to those extremes. And when you look at the devil card, I mean the devil is like the it's temptation. It's like do this, like come into this. And I I think what I hear you saying is. Along those, I mean, that's that's all very well and good. Pushing yourself to a, a little bit farther to enjoy things outside your comfort zone. And what we see in the, the symbology of most of the devil card is the, 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 uh, the male and female figures are um, lashed to the devil. And mm. that's, that, that's where the addiction is, where you can't just have those experiences in and of themselves. You have to go back to them again and again to try to get more and more. And that's kind of where that piece comes in. But I think what you and I, and this is just before Halloween, and we think there's a, I mean, I've always loved Halloween. You can dress up as anything you want. It gives permission. Mm. Permission, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that idea of permission, and the two of us giving ourselves permission to have um, a bottle of wine split between us, um, yes, which, as you could hear, maybe there's, you know, you can hear that we're affected by it, but it's like that opportunity <laughs> to just, like, let loose and not be so concerned about this composed yeah. presentation of how we're supposed to look. Because if that's all you ever do, you're never throwing, you're never throwing your true self out to the world. Why not stumble and fall and laugh and be ridiculous? I mean, in theater, I mean, there's a long tradition of that. Like, you're just bearing it all out. It's, you're putting it on the line. There's vulnerability there. There's ridiculous there. And I think that, that, you know, when I see things like these cooking shows where people are totally drunk or there's, there's a guy who does a whole review of, of 
like books and movies and he straps a bottle of wine onto each hand and I mean you know he doesn't thank god he doesn't finish both bottles because really I mean he'd be all to the hospital but just that idea of like we you know we might laugh at him but like there is an extreme part of that that I think resonates with us or am I just making shit up because I'm been drinking I well i think that yeah the dionysian element puts us into a vulnerable place and and yet in a place where we are confident at the same time like that what could be more beautiful than that than being vulnerable and being unleashed and we are free to talk free. shit about anything and so free and uh and what is the devil anyway i mean we've got the horns and i wanted to share with you the most amazing experience i had this summer that's uh, right, because your ass went to Europe. Yeah, I went to we stuck here in San Francisco. Greece this summer, and I went to the island of Crete to the very first link of the chain of European history. And I, you know, at first I I just wanted a Greek experience. I love Greek mythology. I love the gods and goddesses of Greece, and I wanted to have that Greek experience. But uh, you know, the flights and the 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 finances pointed to Crete as the best option. And I was like, okay, ancient Minoans, whatever. I kind of wanted Athena or whatever. Okay. But I show up to Crete and I discover the fucking Minoan civilization. The fucking Minoans, man. The fucking Minoans. Fucking Minoans. Fucking tell us, sister. Oh, my God. So, so you know, we have these ideas of, of the horned god, of the devil, and uh, as, you know, this this bad... Wait, the Minotaur? We've got the Minotaur, man. The Minotaur. The Minotaur is in the center of the labyrinth. Now, you may have heard this myth of, of the Minotaur being in the middle of the labyrinth. There's a King Minos. He has a daughter. Uh, her name is Ariadne. And she helps Theseus, who is the hero, to navigate through the labyrinth to, uh, to conquer this Minotaur. And of course, even in this tale, which I learned is not actually Minoan, but the Mycenaean interpretation of Minoans, because guess what? There were no kings in Minoa. There was only high priestesses. High priestesses. They weren't palaces, they were temples. And so, uh, and the, the, the See, goddess, the shit face... You're talking there, lady. Well, this is, this is the truth that I got from a male storyteller direct from Crete. Okay, I am unveiling it to you now. This is some OG shit. This right is so good. So the face, one, the big face of the goddess was this Ariadne. She holds the thread. She allows you to find your thread and to, to help guide each person through their personal course in life. The labyrinth. This is the goddess through the labyrinth. The male god in this culture was represented by the horned god, by this male deity that had antlers or horns. And, uh, and this has connections or parallels even to Celtic mythology, which you've probably heard, where the male god is sacrificed during the autumn to, to ooh, this is getting really scary Halloween stuff, but yes, to guarantee the return of the crops for the next cycle. Um, but, uh, of course, when these tales are retold, and for me this is what the scariest aspect is, is that when these tales are retold by the cultures that take over later on, the goddess becomes diminished into a, a mere figure that holds a thread through the labyrinth for the hero. That should happen. The Minotaur yeah. no longer is, is a bull god worshipped by the people. 
that is at the center of the labyrinth. And what is that minotaur, by the way, in the center of the la labyrinth? It is maybe your greatest fear or your shadow that you don't conquer necessarily, but that you face when you go to the center of the labyrinth. But that was an astounding reveal that, that what's scariest is that these tales, when retold, the goddess is diminished. The minotaur is literally devilized. Is that a word? Devilized? Mm -hmm. Demonized. Demonized. And the horns are now a symbol of the devil, of, of this underworld hell god. Um, yeah, we'll speak, like if that. you want to reference a book on this interpretation of the Minoan Minotaur myth. That's a lot of men. That's, <laughs> bring on the men. Bring on the men. <laughs> uh, it is, the book is Ariadne's Thread by Laura Perry, but it's not just her that tells this version. It was it's by mythology. story, it was, um, the mythology reported to me by a storyteller named Pavlos, who brought the entire palace of Malia in Crete alive for me. It was amazing. I'll never be the same. I dyed my hair black and I wear eyeliner now because of all of it. You're all kinds of emo goth now when you came back, but you no, know, no, it the is, hair color looks great. It's not emo goth. It is just dark hair. Sure. Mm -hmm. No, no bra. No bra. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to be adopting all of the like <laughs> mythology and Pele and all that shit. So, you know, who knows what will happen when I come back. So, anyway. So, what are you going to be for Halloween, Sandra? I am going to be Rachel Raccoon. Mm, really? What, what do you mean, oh, really? Rachel Raccoon is the character that I created of a song that I wrote for children. No, no, it's true. She works with children. Where do you... Wait. <laughs> we need you to sing this song. You've got your ukulele handy? Um, I think we need you to sing the... Okay, Rachel Raccoon is just shit that Sandera made up for the little kids <laughs> that she works with. Like, like, it's not, I mean, like, Rocky Raccoon. You know, there's a little Beatles thing. No, it's Rachel Raccoon. It's adorable. I'm not dissing you. It's just really funny. Because you're going to be this character that you totally made up. I'm going to be a character I made up. Yeah. You have Who to, gets is, to do is, that? Is there a ukulele song that comes with Rachel Rucker? Yes, there is a ukulele song that goes with Rachel Rucker. I think you need to get your ukulele. Okay, yes. I'm going to go give it. Can't stop. I, I'm just I, gonna I feel the pressure. on pause, so right. I will sit back and enjoy this oh. and like mop the hell out of your ass. <laughs> be nice. Oh, it's the devil. Mean trunks. <laughs> the devil. I am. I am being controversial. <laughs> she can't find her ukulele. I hate when I can't find my ukulele. And I think Jazz has been incredibly polite. No, that's because he's doing the dishes. She's wandering around the flat looking for her ukulele. Where is it? Yeah, I can't find it. Where is it? Did you put it somewhere? No, I didn't put it anywhere. It should be somewhere. It's probably it's probably lost. What do you mean it's probably lost? I can't relax now. I have to go down and get it. Well, what's this? Oh, there it is. Uh, Alright. I'm not that drunk. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so Rachel Raccoon. Okay. Sing to us, sweetie.
as your balloon. Rate your raccoon, she's stealing it soon. Rate your raccoon, wants to fly to the moon. You're charmed, though, I can tell I'm you. I'm totally charmed. charmed. That was lovely. <laughs> Thanks. It was an original composition by Sandera Quackenbush called Rachel Raccoon. Yeah, you know what? And I couldn't resist giving her a little bit of a devilish character. A little bit of a devilish character. I was and like, there's, there's little Diana. There was a little Artemis happening with the moon there. Definitely. Honestly, living in San Francisco, I kind of think of... I mean, we... we we have quite a few raccoons here in the city. That's I mean, right. they're, they're, they are kind of a city animal, and they're they're also demonized. You know, I do think of them. Trash I do a bit scary. I think of them as the trash pandas. Trash pandas. <laughs> <laughs> they're trash. They're you know they're they're part of the urban landscape. I mean, have you not like seen them on the sidewalk? Like I'm walking home late at night, and they're in the middle of the sidewalk is. Probably a thirty-five. I'm not kidding. A thirty-five pound raccoon. Oh my god! Standing oh my up god. on have... its hind legs. Listen to this. <laughs> I can see what it is, but I don't know what it is. Oh, hi, Jazz. Hi. <laughs> okay, so I think he was gonna reprimand us for this being a very bad idea. I Jazz, was this a really bad idea? This is a very bad idea. Why? But it's funny! Because you're going to needlessly besmirch the reputation of your podcast. I think we need to bes besmirch our <laughs> Well, okay. You can't even save us from ourselves. I know, good job. Okay. Good try. Well, I'll leave you to it. Alright, All right. All right, then. Well, um, can I get a ride home? Yes. All right, thanks. Nice Cheers. He's a world-class super driver. He He's is. the best. But um, it looks like a whale tail that you've it, got. It's my mermaid tail. I put both feet in, and I uh, I was going. Oh. I I had an ambitious plan to go swimming at five in the morning once, and in the I ocean? was going at, no in the pool. Nah. But I I was going out the back. What do you mean? Oh, that's quite ambitious of me. I don't care if it's the ocean. Sure, honey. Whatever. <laughs> So you and your, we went from raccoons to mermaid tails. Oh, well, I'm telling you how What's it's going to, I, okay, I am going to bring you from raccoon to the underworld. Just watch. Okay. Mm. So I go out the back and, and it's still dark outside because it's like 5 a.m. The back of what? The back of this apartment building. Okay. And Where we are now. Yeah. Out the fire escape where the trash cans are. Because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And I well, because I had to get to my bicycle, which was in the garage. Okay. The garage. Because you heard, <laughs> you heard her husband was English, right? Very charming. It has an impact. It does. It rubs off. Yeah. But um, I was going out the back, and there was a raccoon on the trash cans. And of course, they do that. if you've ever come across a raccoon, they don't, it's not like they run away when they see no, you. They just, they could give a shit. They hold They're the just ground. like, whatevs. Boop, boop. They're related to bears, by the way. They're related to bears, which also connects them. They were marsupials. They are not fucking marsupials. Okay. Marsupials all right, all right, don't know how to right, fuck. Right. They're they mammals. Are not, they, they are, are mammals. Related to bears. Look it up. Right. So anyway, I brought weasels. 
it's obvious to me that this raccoon is not moving. So I get they this. Won't. I get this they are fin. Bitches, those raccoons. I get this fin and I put it up above my head and I make myself oh, look really tall. Oh shit! That's smart. That's and very very the smart. The raccoon is like, but it's still not moving. They hiss, but they those bitches. So then move. I explore its auditory capabilities. This kind of scares me. And you wagged its tail at it. I wagged my tail at it, and that raccoon fucked off. I'll tell you that. Huzzah! That was pretty exciting. That was pretty exciting. You didn't end up with little, like, claw marks on you. I was chased by a raccoon down the street once. Which makes me think it's my power animal. Which is why I wrote a story about it. Rachel Raccoon. Rachel Raccoon, and that's what you're going to be for Halloween. Yep. I have great respect for raccoons. They didn't even ask me what I was going to be. Little trash pandas. But they're not trash fucking... Panda. They're not fucking marsupials. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're not related to the honey badger. Um, You were going to be Rachel Raccoon. Does she have a rack? Right. she going to be a raccoon? I already have a good rack, so... Yeah, you do, actually. There's no way of dressing that up. This is just gonna... We've taken a left turn in Albuquerque <laughs> now. And it's my fault. I I don't have Halloween. I do have a Halloween costume, actually. I'm um, reworking a costume that I did for back when I went to archetypal school. So back in archetypal school, they had this like archetypal party where everyone dressed as an archetype. So I, having the warrior archetype, and also being Scottish on the one side, decided that I would be a Scottish warrioress on, you know, whatever. So, I mean, we're talking like, you know, the Jacobite uprising shit, like 17, 16, whatever. So not like cool pleated wool skirt kind of shit. We're talking like Outlander stuff, which I'm sure if some of you are watching, <laughs> hot, kind of hot. So I had this Outlander, I'll just call it my Outlander outfit that I'm going to wear for my Halloween day, Halloween evening thing. So I don't know how educational this podcast has been for people, but at least it's been funny and I think we're out of wine. We are out of wine. We're out of wine. Mm. So, you know. Cheers. But anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. And hopefully you appreciate our dumbass shit and uh, might have gotten something out of it. And... Uh, just know that Sindera's husband just has never approved of this whole thing. But we did it anyway. Because, you know, fuck yeah. <laughs> We're here. Go Dionysus! Yes. Worship Dionysus in your very own way. In the, Enjoy the God version. of the Grapes. Send us emails about how Look you... Look some shit up on Google. Have you, have you, how have you enjoyed Dionysus? We want to know. And uh, actually, Ariadne? Okay, I have to just say this. She's going to get all smart on this shit. Mm -hmm. No, Ariadne, she was... Uh, Theseus had promised to marry her after, you know, she led him through the whole labyrinth. Who the fuck is he? He's like some fucking hero. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he for one reason or another, falls through on that plan. Because, hello, He dude. leaves Ariadne crying on the shore, and guess who comes to marry Ariadne? A minotaur. No! <laughs> um, Dionysus! 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 Because he's you, way more fun than if that If you bitch. are a lost girl on the shore crying because you don't have a significant other... Just know that the dark 
Dionysus is the bitch you want to hang with. <laughs> Seriously, this is the man you're going to have. Ooh, I'm just saying, like, damn. Just, He's the guy. Just watch that drinking problem and you got it all made. I've been dating him for a while. Anyway. <laughs> love you guys. Next episode's going to be, like, probably way more sane. We won't even remember this, really. No, really, no. I'm going to have an aspirin before I go to bed. All right, we love you. Happy love you. All Hallows and Halloween and Soul Stay and all I that. love you so much. Oh, yeah, she's drunk. Anyway. Thanks for listening to the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. We know you probably could have done something else with this last half hour, but we're really glad you spent it with us. And if you'd like to stay in touch with us in between podcasts, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Tarot Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and, you don't know, Google us. Find us on the web. We always love hearing from you. And if you have ideas for the show, let us know. We might be just crazy enough to do it. Take care.